0: Welcome to the Freshest of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh-Fraser. And like always, we have the freshest of guests for you. And this is Halloween week. Season of the Pumpkin. Fright Night. And we got some ghoulish and frightful guests for you this week. We actually have two episodes this week. The guest for this episode is Frenrir. He's the drummer of the pagan metal band Varg from Coburg, Germany. Who just released their new album Zeichen, via Napalm Records. With this seventh full-length release, Vars go back to their pagan metal roots and in my discussion with him, we talk about the band's vision for this album and their origins. We also go into pagan history and how that is perceived in Germany along with how his home place has been dealing with the pandemic, along with social issues like the Black Lives Matter movement. It was great to almost like exchange notes on the similarities and differences between our respective societal and political climates. It was always fun to learn about different cultures through music. And this is definitely a really you know, cool episode for that. Uh, Frenner just you know, gives a lot of great education about where he's from. And uh, you know, before we get into this interview, uh, also uh, later on this week, maybe even tomorrow, or the next day, um, I'm gonna return guests, the the the, the great trio of Alizzua Ilu, the the horrorcore rap group that are on uh, Magic Ninja Entertainment, you know, Twisted's label. Met up with those guys uh, via Zoom, and uh, as ugly as they usually are with their uh, their mask. Uh, I know, wait a minute. Um, no, it's real. It's a real gimmick. No, not a gimmick. Um, Got to uh, you know chop it up with uh, Joey Black, uh, Lee Carver, and uh, Billy Obey about their newest album, The Mausoleum. The uh, it's always a great time to talk with them. That, that new album is fantastic. It's produced entirely by uh detroiter slasher dave who does these like kind of like just horror music like this sounds like horror movie music that he does but plus he's also the the lead of the like the doom metal sludge metal band acid witch uh so it's really cool uh you know chop it up with them i'm actually gonna drop a video version of that um, I wish the video looked a little bit better. I forgot to you know do this, the correct settings on it, but you know it's the first time I'm you know doing a video because they're a very visual group of guys with their you know the way they look, you know, and uh, it, it was fun to you know fun to uh, you know kick it with them like always, you know, a lot of you know gross jokes, but we got to uh, get into the the new album. And kind of dig into their uh, their grotesque lives. Uh, besides that, you know, we're just, you know, trooping on. I've been a little a little burnt out lately. That's why you're kind of getting episodes just kind of here and there. Um, I've pretty much wrapped up recording interviews for the rest of the year. Um, I think the only thing I left that I want to do is I'm trying to still get somebody for the fifth anniversary of Fresh as the Word. And I want to get someone special, but I don't know a uh, few people I have reached out to still haven't uh it, it's 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 hard but um i'm going to do something for the 5th anniversary on uh, my other podcast Renaissance Soul still moving along with uh great Detroit music albums uh some uh, some new albums that some bands did drop some new albums that we did that i did uh, episodes with uh the thrash death metal band from Detroit uh called plague years uh that episode's up that's a killer album uh, another one is the messenger birds uh their, uh their debut album uh kicked it with them and we talked about that album and uh I got some I guys got, I got some good stuff on the way uh next uh next week is gonna be a very special episode um hopefully I'm gonna drop the the majesty crush episode they were a uh, in the 90s, they were a like a shoegaze band from Detroit. Um, you know, half the band were, you know, they had two uh, black members of the band, the lead singer black. And what, what you learn about this band, um, they only existed for a few years, is that what's really relatable here in 2020 is that, you know, you. And you'll hear it, is that there's a big intersection between the Black Lives Matter movement and mental health that is in the story of Majesty Crush. Along with, uh, you know, Majesty Crush was one of those bands that was like they were so good. But like their own sort of circumstances, like they they were in a lot of times they were in the in the right place at the right time. But at the same time. It never just went to fruition in the in the in the right way, but like they were one of those bands where like they would just always run into people like and had and and I talked with uh one of the members of the band uh Hobie Ecklin, and he like he told me we we i just had to let the i just had to let the let it roll let it record. I barely even had to ask questions, you know I just kind of had to steer them through the because he just kept on talking and every he just telling me all these stories and he you know he's a writer too uh journalist he wrote the he wrote the icp book beyond the paints uh so you know so interviewing somebody like that they know where they're going you know you can just you know they they know uh how to do interviews and and whatnot but he had so much stuff to say and it's like one of those bands where you're like, you li- go and you, know, you listen to majesty crush, you know, go find it somewhere, you know, on you know, most of it you can see on YouTube, I, you know, one of the songs that, um, which was kind of like one of their more known popular songs. It was called, um, number one fan. Like it's going to be on this Detroit shoegaze compilation, uh, put out by, um, Jack White's third man records in um in November with a collection of other kind of groups that were that we talk about in this interview. Like there was this kind of community kind of going on, uh this loose community of people that were doing music that wasn't exactly the music that you would like think come out of Detroit, you know? But Majesty Crush was like just like they did beautiful music. They were an incredible band, but like there was just like circumstances beyond their control especially like back in the 90 early 90s that just you know it it just kind of crushed the the band but what they the the input like the output that they put in they uh, did during that short period of time is just like beautiful music you know so that's a definite definite must listen um on my renaissance soul podcast because that's like an important piece of detroit history Okay, uh, enough of that. Let's um you know, after a small break for with a for a word f- from our sponsor, we'll get into this interview with uh, Fenrir, uh, the drummer of the pagan metal band from Germany, Varge.. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fresh is the Word podcast. And my guest for this episode is Fenrir. He is the drummer of the pagan metal band from Germany, Varge you know, they have a new album out called Zeishin, it's really dope, just came out on Napalm Records, you know, continuing their, you know, their story of the the legendary Viking era, it kicks ass, I really dig it, so, you know, thanks for uh, joining us today.
1: Yes, thanks for having me, I'm really happy to be here, it's quite cool. <laughs> Man,
0: okay, so, got the new album out, you've been, you know, you've been part of the band since the beginning. I've uh, been around formed in uh you know two thousand and five, so you've been around for everything, sort of like what was sort of the band's mind state going into this album? you know what did you want to
1: accomplish oh we've got um yeah we start as a pagan metal band way back in the days and between the last album, so we, the first album was the Wolfside album. It was real pagan metal, all about Vikings and the Viking area. And then we switched a little bit um, more to kind of a modern heavy metal or a modern style of pagan metal. And now we are totally back to the roots. We more authentic than ever. So it begins with, with a new stage outfit, the new war, war, <laughs> war paint in our face and yeah, with the music. So, so all our lyrics are just about um, the Viking era and it's, it's kind of a back to the roots for us. And it feels so good to be back where we started. So it's, it feels right to be back with, with a real pagan metal album. And that's, that's why we decided, okay, we have to do our next album. We want to go back to the roots and bam.
0: What made the band sort of take that detour into just being like a metal band? Like so, before.
1: <laughs> before, uh, to, to change from pagan metal to, to normal metal or more, yeah. more modern metal. It was just, um, yeah, we were young at the beginning and then we, we tried out a lot. That's the only reason as an artist, you have to, to try new stuff all the time. Otherwise it will be boring. <laughs> and so we 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 tried a little bit and they're all good albums, but it feels it, this, this all this pagan metal and all this Viking area, it fits us so much better. So we are pretty happy with the new album and it kicks ass. It's like a Viking axe straight to your head and yeah we're pretty (laughs) happy with this
0: like when you go back to the early days of this band what was sort of the idea behind doing this pagan metal sound having this having these viking
1: stories it's pretty easy we start the band in at winter time and over here in germany it's freezing ice cold and you have this we are so close to scandinavia we we've got this this Viking area all around us in the woods. There are rune and old castles, etc. So it's it's everywhere over here in Germany, and so for us it was pretty easy to say okay. And also, all of us we believe in the old gods, and that was the reason why okay we have to to make music like this.
0: How you know? How important is sort of that history, in in the culture that you're from?
1: It's not that important at the moment because, um, yeah, the, the Christians all over here. Um, but it becomes more famous to go back to the roots and to the, to the old paganism gods in, in Germany. Um, yeah, but it's not not everywhere. Not It's just a really, really small population in Germany who is believing in the old gods. Yeah.
0: How you know? How are you know the people who look upon the old gods? How how are how are they received uh, yeah. by people?
1: Received by people? Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah. What do people uh, think about so you guys? Like too, too bad people for like this you? question. Yeah. Excuse me again.
0: Like what do uh, you know? What does like the general population of people in Germany think about you know people who uh, uh. You know, like <laughs> you know believe in you know the pagan stuff and everything?
1: Yeah. It's like they think about we are we are outsiders. <laughs> yeah, because most of the guys who listen to or who believe in the old gods are metalheads. So yeah, and it's kind of an outsider thing here in Germany. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you know, when did you sort of like pick up on that sort of ideology and all that sort of history? Like when, when did you first get interested in it?
1: Oh, I' a pretty young age, I, I guess, with 12 years, something like that. So also my, my dad started all this stuff. He's from Norway, and um, he started to tell me when I was going to bed all this these fairy tales from the Viking area, etc. So I started pretty early to, to get into this um, Viking scene.:
0: Like what, what is like for people that don't know, what is some of the most interesting things about that history?
1: about the history of the Vikings so it's it's a uh, how, how to translate in English it's, it's so hard for me um, so first of all this is um, the religion is more you don't have just one God you've got a couple of gods there's one for the sea one for the, uh, for the landscape etc uh, one for the love and so you, you can decide when you've got a problem and you have to um, pray to one of these gods, you can yeah choice between many of them for a special problem. And it's the most important is the the love to the nature. So you have to to be careful to the nature around you.
0: Oh that's <laughs> that's <laughs> something that like I feel like more people could like learn from in this world. Uh, yeah, because we're always fucking with nature, and sometimes you're like, "That's true." Let, let it be, like let it be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a big part in the in the um, Viking mythology and in the religion of, of old Nordic gods uh, to believe also in nature and in yourself. Yeah.
0: So okay, you know, thinking that way, when this pandemic first happened and things were just really shut down. You saw things around the world, nature-wise, growing and being cleaner growing, than yeah. ever. Like what, you know, what's your yeah. thoughts about
1: that? It's unbelievable. and It's good to see and hopefully it changed the mind of, of some people. So you don't have to drive everywhere with your car. You can take the bicycle or can um, make something like an Uber uh, etc. But also in Germany, everyone got a car. And if you have to go to the grocery store, and it's, I don't know, less than one mile away, they take the car. Me neither. I, I walk all the time here. In my I've, I've got a car, but I, I prefer to, work, to walk. Yeah,
0: Yeah. where I'm from here in the States, you know, I'm in Michigan, Detroit, and we're a place that's known for cars. We build cars here. Yeah. so we have that mind state but with the newer generation like the you know generation z like the young kids a lot of them just because of of not being able to afford things and whatnot they're moving towards bikes and walking and stuff like that even here yeah. you know so there is a change just because it's everything's become so expensive and and yeah that's true and, uh, the young generation can't like get jobs to be able to afford that. So there is definitely, but I get what you're saying also where definitely there's a lot of people here that if they're, if the grocery store's less than a mile away,
1: they'll still drive their car over there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we played in Detroit once or, or twice maybe with vark and it was a pretty amazing show. I loved it over there to play in Detroit. Nice audience. All right, nice. Do you remember where you played at? Uh, I couldn't remember the name of the club. It was I don't know in 2015, something around this okay. time. We played together with with Winter Sun and Kopi Okay. So it was a pretty cool tour package, and I loved it over there. But I was <laughs> uh, one of my bandmates was robbed uh, at the other side of the street <laughs> from from some yeah. guys. They put a gun in his face and, what? and steal his uh, pockets. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> happened in Detroit. I could remember this. Happened in Detroit. Oh yeah. <laughs> like but, we have, like we have a
0: good. Could happen everywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, we have a good, we have a good metal crowd here, but then stuff like that could happen. Um, if, yeah, I, I'm, yeah,
1: if, like, if you played at Harpo's, then. i guess this was the name of the venue and at the other side of the street there was a big liquor store and he just went to the other side of the street and bam (laughs) No, it was probably harpos because like harpos
0: is literally a metal like has always been like a metal venue but in the hood it's like in the inner city like it's literally in a grimy ass neighborhood and it was like the weirdest thing ever you know so
1: I, all, I think this was this venue because also our bus driver told me, "Oh, this is a bad area, so yeah, because, please be careful, guys." All the other places that a metal band would
0: uh, would play in Michigan, uh, they're, they're kind of in nice neighborhoods. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like that's you know they're they're downtown Detroit, like, but you probably played at Harpo's because that fits about right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, so. Give me a second. Um, wait, can you still hear me? Because you're, you're.
1: Um... Yeah, my camera is freeze. I can hear you. And I switched the camera. And bam, I'm back again. So can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, there you go. Okay. So, yeah, it was just perfect. weird. You had like, it, it froze
0: and you have like a really crazy look on your face. And I was like, All yeah, right, we got we to change that or I'm going to continue to laugh okay cool <laughs> but um you know I uh, we were kind of talking about this before we uh roll in we're in the middle of this pandemic um you know how are you personally and just how's the band sort of dealing with the pandemic
1: so it wasn't the 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 baddest thing that happens to us because we've got a lot of time for recording this album. Right. <laughs> we never before got that many times. So I also work in the music industry. I'm going on tour with a lot of German bands like Rammstein and um, a lot of other, other big German acts. What do you do with that? Um, I do the industrial the rigging. Oh, okay. I'm an right. industrial climber here and do the rigging stuff and stage construction. So a pretty nice job, I love it. So I, I tour around the world with many bands, not just with Vark, and yeah, there's no job since a couple of months. So we've got more than enough time to to record this album. Um, so this is this was pretty fine for us, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's super shocking all this pandemic stuff and that this happened all over the world. And hopefully we. Uh, we make it pretty, pretty fast, and can I don't know? It's it ends pretty fast, hopefully. Right. Because there's there's no live shows, nothing, and it's depressing me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm 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 yeah, we're all missing live shows, man. Like it's it's nuts. But yeah, you guys have always you know regularly been putting out projects, whether it's full length or EPs, and then like you said, you're always traveling with bands, so like. To a little extent, like this break is, you know, a little, little nice, I'd guess
1: for you. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it was good, good for the band, but it was also pretty hard to to uh, shoot videos, music videos. We have to shoot three music videos, and normally we've got a company from Poland who do all our music video stuff. And yeah, we we were not allowed to travel to Poland, so we have to decide. Okay, what? should we do now? And we call all of our friends, Hey, can you shoot a music video for Vark? And bam, (laughs) here we go. Yeah. The the videos
0: look great. Uh, you know, kind of talk up more about like the, you know, what went into making those videos, like having those constraints because of the pandemic.
1: Yeah. It's pretty hard because um, no, no one, allows you to come on his ground with, I don't know, 20 people and, and shoot a music video. So most of the time we did it illegal, <laughs> illegal. Yeah, illegal. So legal. Yeah, all right. d- drive to an ocean and say, okay, build up the drums pretty fast and then shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> because the police doesn't don't allow us to shoot videos over here at the moment. Because yeah. it's not allowed to be in a group with more than 10 people
0: understandable yeah but yeah 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 there's there's a few people that i know that you know just kind of do gorilla gorilla style <laughs> yeah, music but videos to, there,
1: there was no no other way to shoot a music video but we all wear masks all the time the the camera guys wear masks etc also the light guys so it was pretty safe for us but yeah, <laughs> but he had to do it really it's quick a, a, you know <laughs> yeah, but we have to do it really quick. Yeah. You plan it out
0: ahead of time and be like, "Uh, you do this, do this, whatever. Boom." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how, you know, just, you know, just with the the release of the new album, you know, what are you got what do you guys have planned outside just the music videos to deal with the pandemic, but just to keep the the promotion going?
1: Um yeah, there's a lot of internet stuff going on right now with us. So like podcast interviews, uh, live interviews uh, via Skype or or Zoom. Um, and we really try to stay in contact with our fans. So we're super active on Facebook and Instagram right now, just to stay in contact with the fans. Um, yeah, maybe we will do a live show on, on the internet someday but uh the good thing is next week we since 14 years we've got our own festival with the band Wag. and yeah it's allowed in a in a different state here in germany to have shows with 2000 people on it and yeah we do it next week so we're really looking forward to see our fans again and party with them. It's it's kind of a super safe concert because there are 2,000 people on an area that fits uh, around about 10,000 people. OK. So, got, so there's going to be uh, some social distancing. And yes, room. right. There's a lot of social distance. You have to wear a mask all the time, and then you have to, to keep a distance from uh, what is in feet. I guess uh, five feet to the other man. Yeah. Uh, and so this is how the concert can happen. Well, good it's luck on cool. that. That sounds great. It.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're that. Yeah, able to it sounds amazing.
1: So I'm really looking forward to this. And we'll be our off, yeah second live show this year. <laughs> but we also planned a big tour, a release tour in October. Uh, but most of the shows are canceled right now. So, yeah, yeah we have to wait to, until next year. And hopefully we can start in, in spring, something like that.
0: Right. What, you know, what's your fans like? You know, what... What kind of people are they, you know, when you're listening to a
1: pagan metal band, like what kind of fans do you have? It's every kind of fans. It's unbelievable from from the age of 11 to the age of uh, 69 and older. So there, there, there is no gap between because it's, it's it's pretty cool. And also women, men, no different. It's 50 50. So pretty nice. They're for sure all metal hats, <laughs> and yeah, we sing in German, so it's n- not all metalheads they are also some some German guys they just want to listen to German rock music and love our songs because they're really catchy um and they're good to sing along
0: yeah that that's what I liked about you uh about you guys about this new album it was like it's really heavy it um but you know it's very catchy, you know it's. Yeah, it's catchy without so we've got this all... being corny or anything. You know, it's just like very. I like it.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> Thank you a lot. Yeah, it's so by far also my favorite Varg album. So normally when we start recording an album, we've got. We, we get out of the studio with more than 20 song, songs and then we have to decide, okay, which song can go on the album. But this time we went to the studio. We've got more than enough time, but we just recorded this 10 songs because we love them so much and all of them, bam on the album. So it's the first time that we did this and it's perfect. And it's, it's, it just fits. Every song fits into the other. It's, I love this.
0: Why do you feel like that happened that you were, ju- you, you, you recorded 10 songs and those were the songs that were going to be in the album. You guys felt confident about that.
1: I don't know how it happened. This is the first time. So we've got two new guitar players in the band and they did an amazing job. So, so our music is the most parts are guitars. We've got no, no folk instruments in our music. So, but they did such a, great job so we, every time we start a, a new album we start with the guitars first and I can then I go in with the drums and then we, we just finish the songs by just music and then we give it to our singer and he uh, is doing all the lyrics for the song and this time it just fits in together so
0: so you felt amazing. like there's like some new energy with those uh, the new guitar players
1: yeah for sure yeah yeah
0: yeah what do you feel like you know Why? Why was that? You know, what do you feel like they brought to the to the band? You know, was there just that that wasn't there before?
1: I guess they they listened to Varg before. the the new guitar players they listened to the band and they loved the band before, and um, they also listened pretty hard to the first albums, to the pagan metal albums of Varg, and then we decided, okay, just try to to keep this style into the new album and it fits amazing yeah they did a great job maybe all of the older guitar players were stuck too much in the in this vague vibe because they recorded more than four or five albums and yeah it's the 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 new wind in the band
0: (laughs) you know looking back to like the early days of the band you know what sort of what really sticks out about starting the band you know doing that first album like what are your best memories of that
1: time oh just a lot of work (laughs) and you have a lot of phone calls and yeah i started the band with with our singer and we decided okay we want to do pagan metal and should sounds like this and this and this band and then we start to rehearsal and it's was just a good vibe and then we decided okay now we have to go on and keep all our energy in this project and then we we quit our jobs and went to the rehearsal room seven days a week and just practice 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 and then yeah we recorded the first album and it was a, a for the fans a killer album so we were from nobodies to playing one of the biggest festivals in Europe the Wacken Open Air in the same year so that was unbelievable it was pretty fast the, the, the band grows pretty fast and yeah but it was because we we put so much energy in this project and into this band so
0: well wow, that's 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 amazing that you went from just playing wacken like really you know quickly like that yeah yeah you just know what was what yeah. was your sort of reaction during that time, like, to to kind of you know ascend that quickly?
1: Just, as I say, from from a nobody. I, I was listening to to all of these heavy metal bands like Fintol, Tuizas, Kopiklani. They're really really big in in pagan metal and really famous all over the world. And I was one of the biggest fans of these guys f- for more than five years, and then. Just in this one year, we started to touring with the guys. We started to touring with, uh, in the in the U.S., in Canada, in uh, in Europe. I don't know. I was the the, the first when you I was 18 years old, something like around this. It was just like a punch in the face. It was unbelievable. <laughs> so I, I could cry every day. But the cool thing is, it's the same right now. So it feels so good back with this album, and I can't wait to be back on stage with, with my, my, my Wolfpack Vag. So it feels new it's all quite, over again. Of the same. Yeah. Right. It's quite of the same feeling right now. Love it.
0: As you know, as being one of the founders of this band, being one of the core members of this band, you know, how, how did you kind of keep this project going for so many years? Like you've had so many albums and EPs, like, how do you keep it going?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, the the most important part is the friendship between our singer and me so he's my best friend and that's that's the main reason to keep the band rolling because when you just make music with some people you don't know or you don't like then no it will die pretty, pretty early so main reason is the friendship and the second reason is the love for the music it's it's not this making money or something like that. It's just the, the, the feeling to connect with fans on stage. And also um, s- sometimes uh, fans send me message, hey, you, with your new song or with this song, you helped me so much because I've got so many trouble in school or with yeah. my wife or with some other guys. But when I listen to your music, it gives me more and new energy to keep on going, etc. And that's quite cool to to to, Help people or give give something to people with just your music, what you do, your passion. And yeah, that's that's the best feeling.
0: That friendship that you were talking about with the singer, like how did you know, how do you keep that going through all these years, being in a band with them? You know, what sort of things outside of music do you
1: guys connect on? This this is the funny thing, it's it's not that much at the moment because I'm doing all over the world all the time with with my job, and he lives around about 400 miles far away from me. So all the bands, we are not connected together. Um, So we live all over in Germany and we just met for practice and uh, for touring. So but yeah, I've got this guy on the phone every fucking day. So I love this. What do you this guys talk about? Connected. Like, is there anything yeah.
0: like outside of music that you guys talk about?
1: A lo- about everything. So about our relationships, how it's going. Our singer, he's got a, a wife, he's got a kid. So we're talking about this stuff and family life. Um, yeah. And right now we talk a lot about what's going on in the world with the pandemic. Yeah.
0: Like, outside of music, things like what are your interests? Like, what do you like like to do for fun? Or just to like to relax you know
1: (laughs) well there's nothing much because the the job needs so much energy and the music needs so much energy so i enjoy my life with my wife and um going out in the woods for and going out in the city for dinner so we really enjoy this but there's not really not much time for having hobbies like bicycling or something like that. That's the biggest problem. But I love to be on tour and I love to be uh, all over the world. So that, that's my hobby. My job is my hobby.
0: <laughs> what do you do when you're like traveling, like when you're on tour, like in the buses or planes or whatever?
1: Yeah. Oh, the cool thing is I love to tour in North America. So it's the US is by far my favorite country. And I love to be there i'm I'm really often when I go to hol for holidays I go to Los Angeles and spend my time there because the landscape over there is just amazing. You can go to the ocean, you can go to the desert or you can go skiing in just i don't know uh, less than a car drive day <laughs> right. so like, yeah. this is just amazing uh, and I love the people that there over in the u s there is so shetty i love this
0: <laughs> right like you can you can, um, hit, you can hit la to las vegas to
1: to denver colorado like yeah it's just amazing and the, the landscape change every couple of hundred miles this is unbelievable when you drive from germany from from one side to the other side there's just forest <laughs> all the time the same forest so yeah it doesn't yeah, even, change like- that much we we also got mountains and we got the ocean, but it's it's not not the same. <laughs> yeah, if you
0: if you uh, if you actually like travel, like in Middle America, there's like a whole lot of nothing there too, just like plains yeah, and it's, stuff it's, like that. You know, um, yeah. like it, it's funny when like bands from like Europe or any other place like come tour America. They're like, yo, there's just like a lot of nothing at times you know when we're in these buses and stuff like that like in europe you can just like hit all of europe and like everywhere you need to go and it's like not really a lot of land
1: in comparison to the us yeah i can can drive to every country in europe in in just five hours something like that it's unbelievable so especially from from my hometown it's just it's, it's one hour drive to three different countries. So it's pretty funny. And yeah, but I love touring in the US because um, we spend all of our free time to just um, yeah, do normal tourist stuff. So go to the, I, I don't know, uh, Liberty in, in, uh, in New York. Uh, yeah have some gamble in, in Las Vegas, etcetera. We do all the tourist nice. stuff, but I love this so much. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. You know, how are people in general dealing with the pandemic in, in Germany? Because like here, we got people that take it seriously, but then we got people who think that you're, we're invading their civil rights and refuse yeah. to wear a mask. And you'll have like these big group gatherings and you're like, and then next thing you know, like, there's a you know a spike in COVID cases you know so like how are they dealing it with how how is like the the public dealing with it in Germany?
1: So Germany are we are pretty easy to handle because when the government says okay guys you have to wear a mask and every everybody says okay we do it bam so it's pretty easy there's no nobody who says ah oh, I don't want to wear a mask or something it's everyone does does it so that's quite cool and. Um, We are also pretty fine with it. I don't we've got not that much. um, Yeah, luckily, not that much um, people who died from COVID. It's less than than a couple of thousand. Maybe I don't know the numbers right now, but it's not that much like in other countries like Italy or Spain. Yeah, that's pretty good because we. We, we started really early with a lockdown here in Germany and it, it takes us one about six weeks. So you were allowed to go to the grocery store yeah. and to the pharmacy, etc. But um, no no hairdresser and no cinemas, so the normal <laughs> stuff. Um, but now we opened everything except concerts but the rest, the bars and uh, the restaurants, everything is open but you have to wear the the mask every time. Yeah. But we are pretty straight here over in Germany. There's no problem. There's nobody who says, well, I I, I don't know anybody who says I don't want to wear a mask or I
0: <laughs> kind of envy you. <laughs> That's guys a good there. thing over here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of envy you guys are here. It's like, among other things, it's a big shit show here. You know, we're in an we're in election season voting a president really soon yeah shit show (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i've i've got many friends in in the u.s especially in california and um they often send me text messages (laughs) and say oh what the fuck is going on right now again yeah and then especially you've got the 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 fires in los angeles yeah uh
0: fires everywhere it's one thing or another yeah it's crazy crazy
1: i'm really hope that that i can visit uh the us next year again so i'm really looking forward but we don't know yet right
0: (laughs) like you know another thing that has been very important in 2020 um and it's here in here in the states it's been something that's been building over many years recently is a new, uh, that new chapter of like our civil rights movement, the black lives matter movement. And that's something that really, especially this year over the past year has, you know, touched worldwide, you know, like what, you know, what's, what's what's that like in Germany and how has that, that affected? It
1: also, it touched a lot in Germany and it's, it's, it's pretty good. I like this, this, um, and really support this movement because, um, yeah, we've got a big history of racism in Germany, as everybody knows. Yeah. So um, in Germany, we changed a lot of street names. Who who guys say, okay, this is like a racist street name, so we changed all of this, and everybody was okay with this. So that's quite cool. Um, but otherwise, there's especially here in Bavaria, there's not not much racism so and it's pretty good um but yeah the movement is also over here and it's good how it is so we try our best to to um yeah make everything right for everyone over here in germany and there's there's a lot of um migration going on here in germany because uh, from from africa etc and we try to do our best to help those people so Germany is, uh, I guess, num- country number one in Europe um, in supporting uh, migrants.
0: Okay, that's that's great. That's, a good, so that's
1: good. That's that's quite cool. And I love that the people in Germany say, "Yeah, it's okay," because uh, we we are really well here in Germany. We've got a, a nice um, social system. For when when I lost my job, the the government will pay for me for the next, I don't know how long it takes to, to, to get a new job. And the same when I, I get sick or ill, um, government will pay for, for every hospital, for the doctor, for the dentist, for everything. So that's quite cool. And so we've, the government got the money and we can give it back to, to people who really need it because they have to, to um, refuse from their countries because there's war or something like this
0: you know and another kind of subset of uh of like the black lives matter movement has been like the influence of like another sort of wave of talking about uh gender equality sexual harassment Mm -hmm. stuff like that how has you know has any of that touched
1: germany at all recently Uh, i think (laughs) not that much because um I'm, I'm, I'm not really into this, uh, in in the media. It's, I don't know. I'm super free when everyone, uh, one of my uh, employees, he decided going from a girl to a boy. Yeah. And we're super fine with that. But I think it's, it's too much to make one more restroom in the office for, for gender X, or I don't know what's, what's the name is then. Yeah. But the the movement is also over here for sure, yeah. Especially in the big cities like Berlin, something like that.
0: Okay, nice, nice, cool, yeah. Yeah, that's you know that's good. To hear. How has you know, you know, like you kind of mentioned before, you know, Germany definitely had has a really huge racist history in the past, yeah. And you you know you talked about a lot of changes like. What, what was sort of your idea growing up, About you know, you know, as a kid, you know, growing up, like where did you sort of form your opinions about all of that and did, any, did anything change because as you grew older?
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty special for me because I'm from East Berlin. So um, after the Second World War, uh, Germany was split in a half. So one, one half of Germany was uh, the Russian side, and this was the side where I was born. Born. And the other side was American, British, and uh, French district. And I grew up on the east side of, of Germany, uh, so the Russian side. And I couldn't remember that much because when the when the border opens to, to West Germany, uh, I've been aged six years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I couldn't remember that much, um, but I, I could remember that we moved from East germany to bavaria so it's super far in the west and um there's that that was so strange for me because everybody over here is so there or was last years it changed a lot so Christianity's. so they, when i went to school i i'm i'm not in the church <laughs> and, uh, when I went to school, I was not allowed to uh, to go to, to to school camps or something like that because I wasn't in the church. It yeah. was pretty crazy. So, um, but there was, for my opinion, I've never been in contact with racist guys or with racism. That was pretty good. There, there was at this time a bit of racism in the in the east area of Germany, but. I've never stayed in contact with this, so luckily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's so that good that's to why
1: hear. why I'm so open for the world, and I love traveling. I love to meet people and talk to them, and I don't give a fuck if which car, which skin color you have, or something like that. I, I I just want to stay in contact with people because every human being is is super interesting for me, and I love to talk to them. So yeah,
0: that's good to hear. That's and good I to don't hear. care
1: the religion. So if 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 somebody is is Christian or a Jewish or something or a Muslim, I don't care because I've got so many friends. They are Muslims or I've got Jewish fans. We never talk about um, religion. No, this is they are just human beings and cool friends for me. So and this is this is all over in Germany. This is the cool thing. How, how about you in, in, uh, in um, uh, Denver, is, uh, in Detroit? Is there a kind of racism uh, going yeah. on?
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of just like still, it's kind of amped up in like the, during the Trump presidency because obviously mm. he, he's kind of been fanning those flames. Um, see, here yeah. in the Detroit area, the Detroit City is predominantly black. Right outside of Detroit, um, there's a city called Dearborn that's the biggest Arab population outside of the, of the, the Middle East, and then yeah. when you go outside Metro Detroit, um, it's become more mixed, but then the rest of Michigan is very much like conservative, conservative and like mm-hmm. Republican, you know. So it's yeah, very yeah. it's very segregated still here in like Michigan. And, um, we're definitely still having our, you know, our, you know, our thing racially, you know, our things racially here. Um, they've been building up like downtown Detroit a lot. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, gentrification sort of ways Mm. where they're kind of pushing out the culture and Uh, you're, you're not seeing the, the real like faces of the city, in the, you know, the promotion of it, in any of it. So that's, like, kind of, like, what's happening, like, in Detroit. And it's kind of like that, you know, in a lot of other places. And Detroit has always been a place where it's been kind of, to a certain extent, like, like a desolate place where, someone you know, someone explained to me that Detroit is the future when it comes to uh, the, the U.S., Whereas whatever can happen here, both good and bad can happen anywhere yeah. in the U S you know, like Detroit US, today, yeah, yeah. like there's place, there's other cities that are going through the things that Detroit, you know, went through first, you know, so yeah. we're always a city that you, that people should look at as like a sort of, a, you know, an example of what to do and what not to do you know so we've always been that sort of like city
1: okay yeah yeah ah crazy yeah and and also what what i when i go to to the u.s most of the time there's there are areas or districts where african-americans then there's a district for latinos and then and this is not here in germany there's everything is mixed and this is what I love over here. And you've got a lot of mixed couples in Germany and yeah. all this stuff. And I love this to see So there's not a Starbucks just packed with a couple of white guys or something like that, because it's just mixed and this is pretty cool. So, so we are really opened in Germany, luckily, because especially with our uh, <laughs> past. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's good. Yeah. Cause I, I grew up like right on the border of Detroit in the suburbs. And like famous, like the famous eight mile from the uh, the M M&M and M movie, like yeah, yeah. And that border was like a hot, like a really. It was an invisible border, but it was a really strict border between the white neighborhoods okay. and the black yeah. neighborhoods. And I lived like, you know, just a block off of it, you know, in the white neighborhoods, but. Like, and the the things that you would hear about what was on the other side of 8 Mile was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't, at a young age, I really didn't, Um, I didn't believe it. Like I said the other day, because it was the 50th anniversary of the passing of Jimi Hendrix. Like, yeah. Jimi Hendrix was like before my time, but when I, he was the first music artist that I ever loved. And even as a little kid, six, seven years old, I listened to as much stuff that I could, read as many things. Yeah magazines that i could that would have stuff in him i would see documentaries on on tv about him and he was my first inspiration he was my first teacher and basically he taught me that those people on the other side of eight mile were you know may not be you know the people that people you know the type of people that you know they're talking about they might not be bad at all yeah, yeah. you know and that's right. that's yeah. that that was like my sort of like that was like one of those important moments in my life was discovering Jimi hendrix and that's why the other day I said music connected yeah I said I was like I said to myself and I was saying other people I was like I might not be the person that I am today if I didn't like dig deep into Jimi Hendrix as a seven-year-old you
1: know yeah yeah, crazy but good that's good to hear huh
0: and that's like the power of music and being that person being an artist and everything and I'm so glad that I was exposed to that And that's, you know, that I can be, you know, I'm a, I'm a white dude, you know, but like I can be an ally to, to other, to oppressed groups, even if I want to be a part of them, you know, and I've definitely had like, I'm, I've been, I've been like heavy into the, the hip hop scene here in Detroit and for 20 years now, since I was like in my late teens and I have much respect in that scene because of how I carry myself. Cause I respect this scene. Uh, and it isn't about the hip hop scene. I'm respectful of like black people and their history and everything like that. It isn't just about the music or about the entertainment. It goes beyond that. And that's where my respect is always come from with people. So like, that's why it's, you know, that's, that's why it's important to like have these conversations like we're having now. And it's, it's important for you to be open-minded and have a, you know, exposure to like, you know, a really free environment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, besides
0: that, like kind of in the U S there's the little, it's kind of like racist things are kind of everywhere these days and it's, it's kind of it's always been there but it's mutated into different things and people Mm. have been a little bit more people have been a lot more like they're not even hiding it anymore in regards to very institutional racism and stuff like that yeah yeah, these days that it's like it's sad and we just really like it's a fight here you know it's definitely a fight
1: yeah do you think there there will be a lot of changes in the next couple of years
0: hopefully like, especially be-
1: because of the, the 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 new movement that's coming up right now what or... you
0: know there's thing there you know there's there's been evidence that things can change you know there's been definitely been evidence um but there's a lot of work to be done we definitely we definitely need to get Donald Trump out of office because he just really fans the flames yeah. of anything, you know. And Yeah, that's true. All hatred and everything. And people are starting to learn that in our government, all levels of government are important and that we need to get the right people or at least people that will be sympathetic to to the, you know, the long the long range the long scheme of things we have to like, make, mm-hmm. it isn't just about the president. It's about everybody else too, man. Yeah. Right. Senate, yeah. the house, all that, you know, we have to like get the right people in there because we're all freaking out now because, um, uh, you know, Rose Bader Ginsburg just passed away. She did a lot for, you know, gender equality on the Supreme court here. And it's just mm-hmm. before we're nominating a, uh, a president. And, we're you know scared that Trump's gonna try to push through his own, you know, Supreme Court yeah, justice yeah. because that's like that's like a lifelong term, you know, that's until they want to retire. Mm. So oh really? So yeah. Okay. So like so right now, and when um, he so right now Trump is already like um he's already put one or two justices in the uh, during his term, like oh fuck. a president putting. You know, you know, picking somebody into the, uh, the Supreme Court is a big deal for their ideology. And yeah. it affects for decades and decades. It's like ago. a footprint when, when they leave, but they've got their footprint. Yeah. So oh, fuck. Yeah. Like Rose Bader Ginsburg's one of her last dying wishes is like is to wait until after the election to select, a new, uh, so select the new. So select your one. Yeah. yeah. But are you know the republicans trump are um the speaker of the house and they're trying to push through somebody like really quick but the but the senate has to vote for it and there's been a few republican senators who who said that they're they're not going to vote to uh to rush it they're going to wait they want to wait until after the election oh that sounds good and and it's a scary in her dying is a scary thing like For it's, it's really, it's really fucked up on so many levels that you have like a 80 something year old woman who had basically the, the whole country's weight on her back in regards to women's rights and, yeah and gender equality and stuff like that. And she basically like, she, she, she fought through a lot of health issues just to stay alive and she just like finally passed away like she fought she stayed alive uh, you know there you know there's some things so, you know you can be critical of, of her of a lot of things uh, cuz you know there's some of the things she said in the past and of course any sort of politician or whatever they are going to there's going to be some things you disagree with or they said something stupid or whatever like that's all of them yeah. you know but there's you know there's work that she did that is undeniable and it's scaring the shit out of like it's scaring the shit out of all women here, you know, that yeah, they're they're already con- trying to control everything that a woman can do in her body part, you know, what they can do with their bodies and abortion and all that stuff. That it could it could be worse if yeah if the wrong person gets gets put in gets uh is a replacement, you know so yeah. It's a scary time part. right now, man. Oh.
1: Yeah oh that's crazy here yeah. uh, fingers crossed for you guys over there so because we we have a lot of trump media over here so so we watch in the tv all the time and just doing a face palm and say what the fuck is going on with this guy and yeah all over the world i think is the same yeah
0: we're <laughs> all over the world just, we're oh, like man what the
1: fuck is he doing these yeah. other countries must think man us is it yeah, when the, when the coronavirus started, I have been in uh, in Los Angeles uh, with my girlfriend, and we watch TV all the time, and, <laughs> and Trump says so many stuff, and I was, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Why why is he saying this? <laughs> because, no, uh, it's it, it's
0: it's nuts, man. It's it, it's tiring, man. We're just we're just all tired, and we're just like, yeah, oh my goodness, like.
1: It's, yeah, but as I say, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's just a couple of more months. It's in November the election. Yeah, November, or? November, end of November. Oh, no, beginning
0: of November. It's uh, November fourth.
1: Okay, it's just one more month. So yeah, yeah we're
0: almost there. Um, hopefully, it's, it's going to be a complete shit show until then. Um, this is and this is also going to be a, a um. This is going to be election that's not going to be decided on election day, because there's going to be a lot of. Uh, absentee voting people uh sending in their uh their votes um yeah, yeah. in the mail so i don't you know nobody is really counting on it being decided on election day um uh, so okay. there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, there could be a lot of shenanigans going on
1: yeah i know what you mean so Ooh, that's hot
0: the rest of the year is gonna be a shit show like like we don't like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what other catastrophe is going to happen outside of but the way that our our government handled the you know the coronavirus was was awful, you know. And <sighs> yeah. Like we should be like we should, you know, have that curve flattened. We should be like they 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 for they they forced us to like get back to things you know yeah, yeah way right. before then just because because of
1: the industry has to go go on yeah the, in,
0: industry, but people uh, were just complaining about stupid shit like i want to get a haircut you know like yeah
1: right is, who cares about the fucking haircut stay at home maybe your wife can do the haircut for you right. and it's, it's, it's shit, like i want to go out yeah. on my
0: boat you know and it's just like oh god like While, you know, while while black people here just want to matter, you know, they don't want to get killed by the cops, you know, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) like the white people are like, I want a haircut, you know, you're like, yeah, right.
1: Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, man, it's been good talking with you, man. I'm like. I'm really, it's I really, really dig interesting.
1: I have to say, uh, thanks. It's so interesting for me to, 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 to uh, hear this from, from one of you guys who, who's sitting in America, <laughs> but well, most interesting, uh, question for me is how is, uh, well, not most interesting. Oh my God. Um, but how is the concert situation in, in the U S it's also, everything is canceled everything's,
0: everything's shut down. There's no support for anything. From the government yeah. when it comes to uh uh like venues and stuff like that or workers right. yeah. um they're really like like anybody that's in the concert industry has has literally been like forgotten during this time and yeah okay
1: that's that's quite of the same in germany so we support really we support everyone in germany but um especially the music industry there are so many guys who are self-employed and no way. They got no jobs since a couple of months, and if you are self-employed, you are official, not allowed to go to the um, to make to take money from the government yeah. for when you lost your job because you are self-employed. Um, but they got a lo- couple of money from the, from the government, but way not enough to to survive the next couple of months. So
0: yeah, like. Our unemployment thing was kind of really, um, like, really complicated. Um, they they gave us one little stimulus payment of like twelve hundred dollars, <laughs> like months ago. Uh, but that was uh, it. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's nothing to really live on, you know. That that, that goes away well, quickly, uh, you know. And
1: here, here's you when you lost your job in Germany. So normally, if if you don't have to work before, the the government will give you want about one thousand five hundred dollars every month, every fucking month. That's better than for, yeah, for <laughs> pay your flat, etc. That's quite quite good from the government because yeah,
0: yeah, it's better than we have. Oh here. man, we we had we got one little stimulus and and. There was like, um, people who were able to get, um, unemployment at the beginning, they did get like, like a, a bonus with that than what Mm -hmm. they would regularly get, but that ran out a while back. Um, but it's been like, I I've been lucky enough to keep my day job. I do tech support and I've been able to work from home, which has been a blessing. I love working from home. Um, so I've been able to always have money and continue to work, but, um, yeah, like when it comes to the concert industry, like they've definitely been forgotten and there's going to be a lot of venues that are not going to be around like, Oh yeah. When, when things start up again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, God damn it. So <laughs> Yeah, okay. So I, I hope the best for you guys. And hopefully I'll see you next year or maybe in the next couple of years when we go back on tour in the US. Then I definitely will call you for a show in Detroit Hell yeah. and hang out. definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Awesome. hit me
0: up, man. Like wh- whatever band you're with, you know, just hit me up. Yeah. Like, okay, so like, uh, before we get out of here, where can people go online to, you know, follow the band, listen to the new album, get more information?
1: Uh, Reddit, oh yeah uh, so we're super on instagram and on facebook so just type in vark official and you will find us on instagram and uh, facebook and also you can check out our music videos on youtube just type in vark uh v-a-r-g yeah <laughs> yeah and i hope you enjoy it
0: thank you for listening to the fresh of the word podcast Hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash Fresh of the Word. Fresh of the Word theme music provided by Steve O. You can find more of his productions at imsteveo.bandcamp.com and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash word. For more information about Fresh of the Word and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night
1: Fresh is the word.